Hello and welcome to the Three Pints Betting Podcast with myself, James Nevenis, Tom Love from We Love Betting Gold and Jerry Taylor from Jerry Taylor's Tips. Hi chaps, how are we? Good week? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yourself? Um, well, yeah, I went to the charter match midweek and it uh, wasn't the best of experiences, but apart from that, all good. Tom? Uh, any highlights from uh, Bradford versus Colchester this evening? <laughs> I prefer not to speak, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at least we won the, uh, the long shot last week. Nice over four and a half at six to one in the Accrington game. I've uh, seen a few people get on that. So uh, two out of four on the main picks and then the long shot comes in. So, yeah, good weekend last weekend. Hopefully more to say, man. Yeah, I mean, I think one lad on Twitter, um, his name escapes me, but uh, he took your long shot and then my long shot with a Swindon to win and both teams to score. Uh, yeah. And then together, I think he I think he picked up 50 to 1. Uh, mm. So uh, a very nice pre-Christmas winner um, for him there. Um, so, you know, they, they do come in reasonably regularly, our long shots. We've got, I think between us, we've got a reasonably good record long shots clearly they are long shots they don't fall every week but i think between us we're doing pretty well this season so uh maybe some more to come later on the show tom do you want to kick us off yeah i can do um i've got as always two from europe and two from the efl uh both my efl backs i mentioned last week actually i prefer punting in league two and uh yeah it's it's two games that I think are really strong, actually. Um, first bet is Leighton Orient to beat Crawley at home at 4-5 to five with Novi bets. Uh, just think that it's going to be one of the staples of any kind of hackers that anyone's doing this weekend because I've seen, I'm seeing a real clear pattern with Kenny Jacket at the minute. I think it's a good move for him to go to Leighton Orient. I think it's a great move for Leighton Orient to get him in as manager. And it's clear to me that they're trying to go ahead in away games, but they just aren't holding on. Uh, but they're happy with a point away and they win the home games. And I think ultimately that'll see them get promoted this season. If you look at their home record, um, 1-6, drawn three. They've lost just one game, which is a, a very... I don't think there's any team in the league who's got a better record than that at home. They're creating 1.45 XG per game at home as well. And that was before the 4-1 win over Swindon midweek. Really good result, that. Against probably the best away team in the whole of the AFL in Swindon. Uh, Drinnen and Smith both bagging a brace. In great form at the minute. And the thing that stands out most to me, look at their goal difference at home. Plus 18. I mean, there's no side at getting a double figures. Uh, they've conceded just five goals at home this season. They've scored 23. So I really fancy their chances of beating most teams in this league. I mean, they were convincingly beat Bradford early in the season, beat Swindon, as I mentioned. So they can do it against the good teams. No reason why they can't beat a Crawley side that have been really poor away from home under John Yems. No surprise there. Uh, lost five out of nine away this season. But I think on the whole, I think John Yems, for all his kind of colourful character- characteristics, I think 
He's done a great job on like literally no resources there. They've got no real players of note. Um, so if he can keep them up, I think he's done a good job. But I just think they're going to be overrun by a strong side. Uh, a side that's scoring plenty of goals at home. A much better manager, ultimately. And yeah, Crawley, par away side, Leighton Orient, great home side. Uh, I want to get them on side. I'm surprised you can get four to five. If this was a Premier League game, I'd, I'd imagine it'd be more like four to seven. Maybe even two's on. So, yeah, Leighton Orient to beat Crawley's my first bet. Tom, just, two. Just, just to stop before we move on, I think that's a really yeah. good point you make there. I think that you're spot on when you say that if this bet, with the underlying statistics being the Premier League, the odds would have been much smaller. Um, mm. And I think that that is absolutely spot on. I, I think... I think we mentioned it last week, but you know, if you know, actually in, in the Accrington uh, game where you know you said had this game been in Germany, the odds would have been you know one to five on or something. There's absolutely value in the lower leagues if you can you know do the research and pick them up. Everyone, yeah. every average punter backs the Premier League games, therefore the prices are always more accurate, and therefore I believe slightly lower than they should than they probably should be. There is definitely more value in the lower leagues. 100% there, and that's why I'd like to go into it pretty much every week. I mean, good good uh, weekend and midweek on the on the Telegram channel in the AFL, and just getting a you can get ahead of the market if you know your stuff, and um, that's why I just love it. I think it's much better than betting on the Premier League. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm sticking in League Two for my next bet. Actually, um, I'm, it's another side that I backed. Uh, well, I didn't really back them. Um, I just wanted to get them on side. Just Scunthorpe. They were away at Stevenage midweek and they got a 1-1 draw. We backed them plus 0.5 on the Asian handicap. <laughs> um, and it was a decent price as well. Uh, but I think they're even better price with a better handicap here away at Hartlepool this weekend. 10 to 11, and I'm going to take him on the plus 0.75 Asian handicap, which yeah, I think is a very generous line. Um, Scunthorpe, I didn't think uh, Neil Cox was doing a particularly bad job there, but I think since Keith Hill's come in, it, it, more experience, very, very experienced campaigner at this level and League One. And I'm just looking at the XG in that game since he come in, and it's been pretty much neck and neck every game. And that's showing that they're much more competitive. Um, last, I mean, the game against Stevenage, it was a fair draw. thing is with Scunthorpe, they're not winning enough games at the minute. They're, I think they've drawn four of the last five. But some good ones in there. They drew against Bradford, Leighton Orient at home, um, Salford at home as well. And then they've gone to Stevenage and got a draw. So that would get us a full payout here if they manage to get a draw at Hartlepool. Um, but also, if Hartlepool do win by one goal, we only lose half of our stake. So we're always looking for these edges where you can kind of get a bit more on your side if possible. But, I mean, I, I was on Scunthorpe plus 0.5 as I say midweek. They actually drifted from 1.84 to around 2.0. Um, and that was after the team news came out because I was expecting Ryan Loft and Jake Scrimshaw to start up front together. But I thought I'd really kind of formed a really good partnership up front for Scunthorpe. Um, but they, they were both left on the bench, weirdly. Not many people were um, 
kind of expecting that, but uh, they they went with it. And to be fair, it was re- it was kind of decent, resourceful management from Hill. Um, I, I didn't really expect that, but it does mean that that duo, the the two strikers, Lofton Scrim- Scrimshaw, are going to be fresher for this game. I think it will benefit them. I think they're a massive price at around nine to two to win any time against Hartlepool. I know Hartlepool. Uh, they actually played on Wednesday, so they've had a, a day's less rest. Uh, they did beat Rochdale, but Rochdale, I'm not really buying into them this season. I think they're quite a poor defensive side. Uh, Hartlepool, obviously, Dave Challen has gone. Um, they've got the the ex-player, uh, Graham Lee, in there. Michael Nelson, two players who have played at Bradford as well. Anthony Sweeney as well. So there's plenty of uh, experience there. They know the club very well. But I'm not expecting them to kind of set the world alight. And I think Scunthorpe have shown a bit more resolve in recent times. I think that Hill's experience is really coming to the fore. And I'm expecting some kind of market respect to come for Scunthorpe in the next kind of month or two. I think they're still being priced up as if they were kind of as bad as they were at the start of the season under Cox. And I think Cox was dealt a kind of bad hand, really, because... There were plenty of injuries at the start of the season. And it was a weak squad anyway. The uh, the owners didn't really invest anything there. But um, they've got a wise old head there in Hill. And I think that they can go to Hartlepool and get a result. But they, just backing them on plus 0.75 on the Asian handicap means that you get a bit more on your side. And it's still 10 to 11. Um, I mean, if you want to just take the plus 0.5, that's around 2.1. Um, but... By backing this, you know, you're just limiting your losses in case Hartlepool do win by one goal. I can't see Hartlepool cutting loose. They only beat Rochdale 2-1 tonight. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to back Scunthorpe um, for the next kind of month or two um, whilst, uh, whilst you can kind of get a bit of an edge on them. So, decent handicap line there. I don't think Hartlepool deserve so much respect given that they've been... I mean, the National League side last season, they've been pretty poor at home of late as well, generally. Um, I think Scunthorpe can be backed with a decent handicap here at 10-11. to 11. So, yeah, my two bets are late and Orient to beat Crawley 4-5 to five, and Scunthorpe plus 0.75 on the Asian handicap against Hartlepool at 10-11. to 11. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly on the Hartlepool. Um, you know, they sold their best players. They lost their best players this summer, didn't they? So I think they've... Yeah. They surprised me how well they started the season. I don't know if we're now seeing a bit of, uh, you know, regression to the mean and how I thought they would be performing over the course of the season. Um, um, yeah, I don't think they look a particularly clever side. I think there's a bit of unrest in the club too. So, yeah, yeah, like those two bets, Tom. Jerry, what have you got? Yeah, similar to you guys. Um, you were alluding to the low divisions in Scotland. You get a fair wee bit of juice in the prices. So, similar to you guys. We flagged that up on our Telegram channels early in the week so the guys can get get stuck into the, the value prices. So, I, um, if, if MD's tuning in and they think they're joining our Telegram channels, that's where you get the real value early in the week. Obviously, we're, we're recording this mid, middle of the week. So, on to my two picks in Scotland. Um, first of all, it's a Friday evening game. It's between Air United and Hamilton Ackies. Um, I don't think this one's going to be a classic. It's two teams that are struggling in the bottom half of the championship. Um, the bet I'm going to flag up here, uh, we bet 3-6-5 on the bet builder, is for both teams to score no and for under three goals. 
Uh, Hamilton, 16 league games, nine of them have gone under three goals, and Air United, seven of their 16 games have gone under three goals. They've already played twice this year, both of the games were at Hamilton. Air won both of them, one was 1-0 and the other one was 2-0, one of them was in the League Cup, one was in the League. So um, both teams to score no has come up already in the first two games between these sides. They're on to their second manager, both of the teams, um, Air, I've got Jim Duffy, Hamilton, I've got Stuart Taylor. As I say, they've been struggling. It's, it's televised up here in BBC Scotland, I think, on Friday night. Don't expect loads of goals. Not guaranteed that both teams will score here. So I'm expecting a do battle. The weather's been horrendous up here um, for the last few days. So if that continues, I think that'll probably keep the, the chances to a minimum there as well. So uh, that pays 21-20 to 20 with bet 3-6-5. Both teams to score no and under three goals. Um, the other game I'm going to look at is uh, a Saturday afternoon game. It's between Dunfermline and Queen of the South. Um, Dunfermline guys, I actually flagged up one of my speculative ones uh, about a month ago. I flagged this up to my Telegram channel members. 2,000 to 1 each way on Dunfermline to um, win the championship. Considering they were bottom of the league at the time, they were you know about 17 points behind second place. But the each way pays out at 667 to 1. To, 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 for this bet to be a runner, they really need to win this game against Queen of the South on Saturday. They won their first two games under John Hughes, the new manager, but they came unstuck last week, Dunfermline. But they were a bit hard done by last week. They were away to Hamilton last week, and their captain gets sent off, Graham Dorans. The ball actually hit his chest, and he got done for handball, and get, he got red carded, and Hamilton scored the resulting penalty. The red card's been um, subsequently rescinded, so he'll be able to play in this match. But Dunfermline should be able to take care of Queen of South. Queen of South just lost 3-0 to a lower division team, Cove Rangers, last night in the Scottish Cup replay. They couldn't even fill their bench. They're only three outfield players in their, their bench, so their, their squad's pretty uh, threadbare at the moment. Alan Johnson's coming under a wee bit of pressure, the Queen of South manager. So I think that's a great opportunity for Dunfermline to kick on again and breathe a wee bit of life into this 2001 shot. As I was saying to Tom earlier on there, um, Kilmarnock could even win favourites to win the championship in Scotland, but if, if MD up here has watched uh, my team Kilmarnock in the last two or three televised games, they've been absolutely terrible. So when you actually look at them even when to win the league, somebody else has got an opportunity to win this league. So it's up for grabs, really. There's another four teams in the, the top path there, Arbroath, Partick, Wraith Rovers, Inverness, that have got a squeak of winning the league. So it just depends what team can put three or four wins together. But certainly that long shot I put up at 2001, it's not dead in the water yet, but they would really need to win on uh, Saturday to give us a chance. They've got to finish second, really. We're really looking at them finishing second, coming for the bottom of the league here. So it might give us a wee, a wee outside chance if they can string together two or three, four wins in, in a row. So the firm that they want to even money, guys, is the pick for this Saturday. It's with Betfair. And I fancied them for one quite strongly to take care of Queen of South, who basically have got one game, one win in about the last uh, 11, 12 games. That's my two picks in Scotland, guys. Thank you very much. Um, I've got a championship pick up next. Um, and I've, I've backed this a few times on, on the polls. I'm going to go again. I'm going to take Bournemouth versus Blackburn over two and a half goals. Uh, and for me, this is generally about Blackburn getting on the score sheet, I think. Um, Bournemouth, that. They're sort of struggling a little bit at the moment. They haven't won in four. Um, they've got beaten 3-2 by Derby. Uh, and then they've drawn with, with, with Millwall, Coventry and Fulham. And prior to that, um, they did big Swansea 4-0. But 
They also lost to Preston as well, um, who aren't particularly aren't particularly a great side. So Bournemouth at home, all ten of their games have gone over two and a half goals. Uh, they scored clearly scored in every single game. They only get three clean sheets. Um, Barnsley, Swansea, and Huddersfield. And I wouldn't say any of those are particularly great going forwards. Uh, they've got next year against a one, but that's massively swayed by a Barnsley game earlier in the season when they conceded height north six xg in the game i saw extended highlights of the, of the home game against coventry um it just they just looked a little bit lackluster it's like they'd, they'd, they'd taken they went up doing into the lead two nil and they almost stopped playing a little bit i know they had a sending off which didn't didn't help them but uh, I, I just don't know what's going on at the moment with them i saw the game against fulham on, on the tv as i'm sure most did uh, i thought they were a bit lucky to to, to come away with a draw if i'm honest um, and then you sort of look at the XG they're conceding at home. They've got 2.26 against Blackpool, 1.46 QPR, 1.13 Luton, 1.01 against Sheffield United, who at the time were in awful form. Um, so they are struggling a little bit. And I sort of did a, did a little bit more research on them. And actually, for a side that's got ambitions of being in the Premier League next season, you'd expect them to be, you know, generally you know, in the top six for attacking and defensive metrics. But they're not. They're great going forward, but defensively they're not clever. An average of 1.1 goals conceded at home. That's the 12th best in the division. An XG of one XG against of 1.0. That's the 14th best. Uh, three and a half shots conceded. That's the 15th best. Shots in the box on target 13th. Touches in the box by position 12th. So I think it just shows that for me how important those underlying stacks are. You look at Bournemouth, you think they haven't conceded many goals at home. Oh, you know, they should be fine. But actually underneath that, I don't think they're, they're defending that well. Uh, and I think Blackburn, who are a side that, that that look OK going forward, might be able to nick a goal. Uh, I think Bournemouth will score without question. Um, you know, Bournemouth, the third, sorry, Blackburn, third most goals scored in the league. Bournemouth are second for goals scored. Uh, Blackburn on the road, scored in eight, uh, eight of the ten games, and they conceded in eight of the ten games. Uh, collectively, these two sides, home and away, have uh, seen both teams to score land in 70% and over two and a half goals land in 70%. Um, but Blackburn's underlying statistics aren't that impressive, but they do have a knack of scoring. Uh, clearly, um, they've got a striker in form of Diaz, who scored 17 and 21. I'm not sure what's happened since he started playing for Chile. Uh, he seems to have uh, well been a new player, um, but they've got a settled side. Um, they will concede goals. As I said they've scored and conceded eight of the ten games, and I think they'll be good enough to, to nick a goal at Bournemouth, a side that don't look great defensively. Um, and I still think there's a chance that, that Bournemouth could have a reaction to a bit of poor form and easily score three themselves. So to get over two and a half goals at 1.95 with Marathon Bet looks a good bet to me. Second bet, um, and this I, I'm really quite surprised of the odds, and it'll be interesting to get your, your boys' take on this, and that's Forest Green to beat Oldham, and the best odds for that is 1.82. Oldham uh, in dire form yet again. Um, they're just 1-2, drawn 1, lost 7. Scored only 15 goals, four points in the last eight games. At home, they've scored just 10 goals all season, conceded 17. The games they've avoided defeats, uh, they beat Port Vale 3-2, but lost the XG 2.37 to 1.94. Uh, 
They beat Stevenage 3-0, but lost the XG 0.8 to 0.6. And they drew with Hartlepool 0-0, and again lost the XG 0.83 to 0.73. I've got them 21st at home in my rankings. Um, If you look through the underlying stats, I'm not going to go in great detail, but attacking-wise, bottom six everywhere, 24th, 19th, 19th, 22nd, 18th. uh, Attacking-wise and defensively, it's awful. Uh, bottom four, bottom five, all the metrics. Uh, they don't have a clever side. I think there's lots of unrest there. Um, I can't see them. I can't see them beating a forest green side that look like the best side in the division. Um, they are the top scorers in the division. Only Tranmere have conceded fewer goals, and only do they score loads. They're, they're, they're great at the back. Uh, Oldham have the worst home record. Forest green, the best away record in the division. On the road, 1-7, drawn three, lost zero. Uh, they did get beaten uh, by Swindon 2-0 at home. And since then, they've 1-6, drawn two, scored 16 goals, conceded just the five. Um, I have them in the top two rankings for every attacking and defensive metric um, that I look at. They've got two quality strikers up front in Jay Matt and Stevens, both got 11 and 19. And then you've got the wing backs chipping in goals as well. So they've got goals from all angles. And I can't see Forest Green not being Oldham at 1.82 in Marathon Bet. And I think that's probably my nap of the weekend. Even Ipswich Town beat Oldham a few weeks ago, eh? It took us two attempts, but yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> they must be poor. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... They don't see any goals about them anyway, do they? There's no goals. The underlying metrics are awful. Forest Green are flying. Um, I'm a bit surprised. I know it's away from home. I'm a bit surprised that they are that long. Tom, any thoughts? The Forest Green price. Yeah. Um, I think that Oldham might see a little bit of an upturn now Curl's gone. I don't really think he was the man for the job there. But, yeah, Forest Green have done it time and again away from home. So that's kind of one of them where punters are just looking at Forest Green's away farm and thinking, Oldham pretty rubbish so yeah we'll chuck them in at around four to five yeah i think that's a a cracking price i think if they were at home you'd be looking at maybe 1.5 so yeah Yeah. it looks a good thing to me yeah it's not it's not just it's not the results it's it's the underlying metrics in there as well and they are very impressive for forest green and equally poor i do agree that might be an uptick um you know now that curl's gone but um that doesn't always happen as i saw at charlton on tuesday night Mm. Uh, I'll say it'll be a 4-1 job. 4-1 to the screen, I'll go further. <laughs> Let's hope so. Tom, you've got some European bets for us. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, one in Serie A, one in Ligue 1. I'm going to go with both teams to score and over two and a half goals at 4-5 to five in Lazio versus Sassuolo. I think that's a, a good thing. I mean... I've talked about Serie A before, um, time and time again, about the goals per game average. I mean, over three goals per game generally. And these two have been the chief protagonists, really, in terms of goals. I think that um, if you just look at the stats for Lazio, uh, 75% of their games are seen over two and a half. Obviously, Maurizio Sarri there, uh, who was at Chelsea, he's got his uh, ideas across firmly at Lazio now. And... um, yeah, I think that they're playing on Thursday night. It's a pretty nothing game against Galatasaray, I think, in the Europa League. So they might rest and rotate there. But, um, yeah, I expect them to 
get on the score sheet. I mean, if Sassuolo defensively aren't great, but I've really enjoyed them going forward. I have done for a while now, even since Roberto De Zerbi has left. He went to Shakhtar in Ukraine. Um, but the new guy that they've got in, he's kind of following on from that. Um, Overs has landed in 81% of SAS games. And it's the same figure for BTTS as well. So pretty much all, well, literally all of Sassuolo's games that have seen both teams to score have also seen over two and a half goals. So combine them together and you're getting above 1.8. I think that's a really good thing. Um, I, re- I really like uh, Gianluca Scamacca for Sassuolo. Young striker, but really kind of tall and rangy. He's got a powerful shot on him. I, I never really like comparing players to other players, but he's a bit Zlatan-like in his early days, kind of powerful, um, can just smash goals in from anywhere, decent in the air as well. And obviously they've got Badadi, who was with Italy um, in the Euros, and Jeremy Boga as well, who can't even get on the pitch at the minute. Um, so they've got plenty of options going forward. A lad called Ferrari in midfield is really good as well. Um, so yeah, and Fratesi. So they've got loads of options of Sassuolo going forward. They'll go for it, they always do. But Lazio always an attacking side under Sadi. So BTTS and over two and a half there, four to five. Um, with Bet365, that is. I think that's more than, more than fair. And then um, my other bets in Ligue 1, uh, Strasbourg versus Marseille. I'm going to just take the straight up BTTS here, both teams to score four to five with William Hill. Um, I think Marseille have been a bit of a conundrum for backers of goals in league on this season. They've been a bit up and down. They've seen quite a few unders, I've got to be honest, but now they've got Arkadios Milik back, uh, the striker. Paez there, De La Fuente has been really impressive. Uh, changes under uh, the Turkish international. So they've got loads of options going forward. I expect them to get on the score sheet more and more now. They've got people back. Sam Pauli, the manager, is a very attack-minded coach. And Strasbourg have been a, a delight to watch this season under Julien Stefan, the former Ren man. I think that they've, um, especially at home, they've been scoring for fun. Um BTTS has landed in six of their seven home games this season. Uh, 59% generally. But uh, they were involved in a great game against Bordeaux recently. I think it ended 5-2. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're showing good signs going forward. I've mentioned Thomas San, uh, Ludovic Ajok, who I think is probably one of the most underrated strikers in the league. And Habib Diallo, who obviously ex-Mets player. Um He's known well to this league and he's been in decent form too. So they've got strikers in form, um, but they just can't really defend. I think Marseille will go for it here. And um, yeah, I think Strasbourg can easily get on the score sheet. Strasbourg actually favourites in this game. There's a lot about their attacking threat at home against the Marseille side. Marseille obviously in action on Thursday night as well. So um, yeah, BTTS at four to five, I thought were a great price. It's generally four to six. So yeah, I'm all over that. BTTS at Strasbourg, Marseille. And I'm going to go BTTS and over two and a half at Sassuolo, Lazio too. Thanks, mate. Joey, have you got anything from the English leagues? 
Yeah, after got a wee bit of success last week with Mansfield winning in the FA Cup at 12 to 5, a nice price winner last week. Hope a few got on that one. Uh, I'm just going to keep it a wee bit simpler in uh, the English Premier League this week. I'm going to go for West Ham uh, Sunday, 2 o'clock. They're away to Burnley. Um, they got the better of Burnley twice last season. Um, 2 1 1, and I think the other one was 1 0. Michael Antonio scored all three goals in those games uh, last season against Burnley. So I think the season before, actually, Burnley got the better of West Ham in a couple of games the previous season, the kind of COVID-affected season where the fans weren't in. But uh, West Ham um, certainly won the last two. Um, just think Burnley are playing for draws. I mean, they've got one win so far this season in 14 games, seven draws, six losses. They lost Maxwell Corney um, to injury last week um Burnley. So... I think West Ham, obviously, their confidence is going to be through the roof after beating Chelsea. They've been going great guns. Um, They've got a couple of injury worries themselves. Zuma's out. I think Ben Johnson's out as well. So I'm sure uh, David Moyes in three or four weeks' time is going to get a fair wee bit of backing for the owners at West Ham because they'll never have a a better chance, a greater opportunity to get that top four uh, Champions League slot. So I think they're going to throw a wee bit of cash at it to give them a bit of backup because the squad is starting to creak a little bit with injuries. But I fancy them to take care of Burnley here. I think Burnley are just going out to try and nick a point here and there. And I think West Ham, it's a different type of West Ham that Burnley were used to playing, say, a couple of seasons ago. So West Ham, even money, we bet 3-6-5. Um, you go two goals up, you collect there. So I think that's going to be my selection in England this weekend, lads. Yeah, I really like the West Ham bet. Um almost did, did that with the podcast myself. I think this year could be the year that Burnley finally slipped through the trapdoor. Um, I'm struggling to think of who would be in the bottom three if it's not Burnley. Yeah. Um, I've got one other League Two bet, um, and I'm going to have a look at Warsaw versus Colchester. Um, I think Warsaw is slowly starting to improve. At home, they've won three, drawn four, lost three, which isn't too bad. The three games they've lost. Forest Green, who we touched on earlier, I think they're quite impressive on the road. Harrogate, who have been uh, doing much better than, than everyone expected and look a solid side. And Bristol Rovers, who were one of the sort of main tips for, for, for League Two. Um, they only lost two in the last 11 games. Um, the two games they did lose was Carlisle away and they, and they, lost, they won the XG on that game. And Harrogate, uh, they lost they lost at home that, and they won the XG on that game. Uh, they've now won the XG in five in the last five games. Um, so they get a few players back from injury as well. Brendan Kieran came back midweek and scored. So the last game and scored, and I think he's key for them. Uh, I just think that you know they started the season quite slow. I think they were sort of fancied by a few people to do to go well this season, and things haven't quite worked out for them. And I do think they they are an improving side. If you look at the the XG ratio on the last four games, um, they're thirds. If you look at my ex, uh, expected points over the last four games, they're also big third. If you if you go slightly further back and look at the XG uh, ratio and the, the expected points on the last eight games, you'd have them seventh uh, in both times within, within the league. So they are a side that actually are in form. Um, maybe the, the, you know, the results aren't quite going their way, but they are certainly... Uh, creating chances and playing well uh, and should may be picking up more points than, than they currently have. And that I can't say the same for Colchester. Uh, I'm not going to go into Colchester too much. I think everyone who listens to the podcast regularly will know my thoughts on Colchester. 
Um, they are really that shit. Um, I have them bottom or second bottom for every ratio that you could think of. XG, shots on target, shots in the box, shots in the box on target, you name it, they are bottom or, or, or second bottom. Um, we've talked about before, they're an ageing team. Don't really know who's running it, if it's Luke Chambers or Hayden Mullins. Um, they are a side that, that are, in my view, massively overachieving and they're about fifth from bottom. Um, if you Again, if you look at the XG, uh, so expected points of the last four games, you would find um, that, that, that they are about second bottom, I think, from memory. Uh, sorry, third bottom for expected points over the last four games um, and second bottom for expected points over the last eight games. This is not a clever side. I think they're a little bit reliant on... Um, Great goals, um, individual great goals rather than team goals. I don't think they have much about them. You know, they've got one or two bits of quality. Alan Judge and maybe Freddie Sears. And if, if they don't create anything or, or don't, you know, don't score a great goal, I don't think they score goals. So I'm quite happy to, to back Warsaw. Uh, I'm going to back them on minus 0.25 aged handicap at 1.8 with marathon bet. Uh, and I think that looks quite a good bet. Uh, I know Tom saw them uh, live this evening at Bradford and he said they weren't too clever. So I'm hoping that Warsaw can uh, can do what Bradford didn't. On to the long shots. I, I mean, kind of going to the well a bit. Uh, Friday night, Brentford versus Watford. Um, I know his mayor size out for Watford, but I'm still going to follow the trends here. And take the left back against Watford to be carded. That's Rico Henry for Brentford this week. It's 15-2 to two with Bet365, which I just think can't be turned down. Um, even though Sar's out, you know, Marcus Alonso um, got carded against Watford recently, uh, the left-back, even though Sar was out. I mean, Emmanuel Dennis could start there. He loves to get in a bit of a scrap, um, or Cucho Hernandez. Uh, can play in that position too. You know, they've got plenty of dangerous players out wide of Watford, and I think on the break they are a threat. Um, I just think it looks a big price. He's had two cards this season. He was booked last time out against Leeds. Um, so, yeah, I think 15-2 to two is just one of them where you just take it. I've mentioned it before, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, but 15-2, to two, yeah, it's too big. But I'd also mention a um, bit of an extra punt here. Michael Oliver's a referee, so um, I always tend to back both teams to score a penalty. We bet Victor uh, on their bet builder function. Should be around 33 to 1, maybe even a bit bigger. Um, he's just got a pension for giving multiple pens and two tricky sides here um, who tend to get penalties. So, yeah, a bit of an extra punt there if you want a couple of quid on that. But yeah, my main, my main play is uh, Rico Henry to be carded for 15-2 with Bet365. Yeah, nice price. Jerry? Yep. Well, I'm going to copy Tom here. I'm going to go for a 15-2 shot with Bet365. Um, kind of following a trend myself that's been successful, similar to Tom as well. But it's going to be a corners bet. Um, I did a, a We Love Betting column last Sunday. Had a wee bit of success with Celtic getting a large amount of corners. Came up trumps. Um, I did over 9, over 10, over 11, over 12 Celtic corners and I got three of them to land last Sunday. So I'm just going to put one up here for, for the pod. It's Celtic over 12 corners. They're at home to Motherwell. Um, it'll be Sunday. 
Celtic are playing Real Betis tomorrow evening, Thursday evening. Um, they're going to be resting players, I think. Ange Postacoglu said as much. It's a dead rubber for both teams, so I'm expecting Celtic to have their full attacking um, focus, their full attacking threat available for this game on Sunday against Motherwell. Motherwell themselves are averaging, conceding on average eight corners away from Fir Park Motherwell. Um, they've already conceded 13 Ibrooks against Rangers. They've already conceded um, 13 at Petaudry against um, Aberdeen as well. And then when Rangers came to Motherwell at Fir Park, they conceded 12. So they've conceded 13 twice and 12 already. So Celtic, with Celtic been the top team really in the league for corners, this bit's got legs, it's got chance, it's got potential. Um, as I say, Celtic will have their full attack. Um, lined up for this one. So over 12 corners sounds a big ask, but if you actually look up Celtic's record, they've played 16 league games this season, Celtic. They've already hit a 10, an 11, a 12. They've hit 13 twice in a game, and they've hit 14 twice in a game. So 15 to 2, I think, is a nice price for that. Celtic at Parkhead. And the good thing about Motherwell as well, Celtic have had, had three teams St. Johnson, Livingston, Ross County, spring to mind that have came and parked the bus a wee bit at Parkhead. Um, Where Celtic maybe struggled to get seven or eight corners, but they kind of set up the Graham Alexander's goal for Motherwell. They've really got a kind of 4-3-3. They've got Tony Watt playing well up front, but Kevin Van Veen's been part of things the last few weeks, and Ken Woolery's been playing excellent as well. So I don't think, well, I don't expect Graham Alexander to drop one of the three because they have been most effective when those three start. So whether he does, you know, go a bit more defensive at Parkhead, there's a, there's a possibility. But I think Motherwell are going to fancy that. Well, Motherwell's best chance here is always probably having a wee bit of a go here at Parkhead. So that won't um, affect what bet. Celtic over 12 corners. As I say, Motherwell concede on average eight away from home already. And I've had a few Tonkins on corners already with 13s and 12s conceded against lesser teams in Celtic. So I think this one's got a sweet this week chance. Uh, chaps, that's my long shot. Over 12 corners, bet 365, 15-2. Thanks, mate. Um, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, I'm taking Swindon to win and both teams to score again. Um, this is not purely because the bet won last weekend. There is, there is a bit of method uh, with this one.